Hello there and welcome back to another episode of Medtime Stories. My name is Ashvin Sharma. And I'm Tom Thorne. And today we're going to talk about the five things we wish we knew when we were back in first year as a medical student. So before we get started, first of all, we want to say thanks a lot for all the support that we've received. It's been much appreciated. And if you can, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you can leave a rating down below, that would be fantastic. And also, if you want to, if you want to follow us on Spotify as well, because then you'll never miss an update and you're able to get every single episode. Yes. And Google Podcasts as well. We're everywhere. Um, and so last week you had COVID and you were in a car accident as well. Your car was written off. So uh, what's the update? Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, so um, you've added me there. Yeah. And so the, the backstory to the COVID, the whole COVID situation was... Uh, I went to go and get a COVID test and someone crashed into the back of my car as I went to get a COVID test, which was then positive and they wrote my car off. Um, so yeah, that wasn't the best weekend, but new car now, back to bigger and better things. I'm now whipping around. you scratched around. already, haven't you? Oh, mate, honestly, how did you hear that? <laughs> Who told you that? You literally told me that. Oh dear, did I? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Yeah, especially if my parents are listening. If my parents are listening, yeah, I'm done for. I'm going to get some strongly worded messages. Um, yeah. Yeah, what about you, mate? How have you been? Yeah, all right. I've just, I've been working over summer part-time. So I've just finished that yesterday. Getting ready to come back to Birmingham in the next couple of weeks. Um, off tomorrow. Tomorrow's my brother's graduation, so I'm, I'm going there tomorrow. So that should be good. That'd be really good. Honestly, these two days with like perfect weather. Loads of people that um that I knew from um from halls and stuff were graduating um like yesterday and today and the weather's just been so good, like these three days. I think I was lucky with my graduation as well. It seems to be the only days that it's been nice. We've been really lucky with it actually. Yes, England not so lucky with the test though, uh, which we won't mention because Ashwin yeah. and I are supporting separate teams than tests. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's luck. I think it's a lack of skill. But yeah, we'll we'll not touch upon that. We won't. No, um, and I'll try and stop making so many dad jokes because I realised after listening to last week's episode that I'm cracking out the dad jokes and laughing at my own ones. But yeah, <laughs> it's not going to stop probably. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, like we said, we've got five points that we wanted to discuss, and they're all quite broad. And we've actually had some um, some input from people listening along, which we, we want to bring up, and we're really thankful for people uh, getting in touch, and we want to encourage you guys to get in touch more and more. Um, so if you want to email, and we're happy to keep your emails anonymous, it's stories.medtime at gmail.com, and we're more than happy to read out your stories, either with your name or anonymously. If you want to send in confessions or funny stories, we really enjoy reading them, and we're more than happy to read them out, or not to read them out, depending on what you want. Um, so the first point we wanted to bring up is so point number one is don't forget that you're a student and this yeah. is really broad and i think we've both fallen foul i think particularly myself i think <laughs> all of the points on all of these five points are basically mistakes that i've made and so things that i no, want honestly to I, I think we both made them um and, and to, i think to a certain extent like you're not going to get it right right at the start are you but um i think what you come to realize is you're actually quite privileged at the start. You're like, oh my God, five years, five or six years is a long time. But the further you get in, you realise, oh, actually, you know, five years, it's actually a privilege to be at uni for five years. Um, a lot of courses that end at three years, you know, a lot of those students say, oh, 
you know maybe if i have well they do maybe did they do a masters afterwards they'll be like oh i wish i had a couple more years or or what um but yeah first and foremost you are a student aren't you yeah i i think as well it's yeah it's that time you spend more time if you integrate like both of us you spend more time at uni than you do at secondary school so from like year seven to year 11, which what I did, I mean, some people have sick form, whatever, but you, you spend so much time at uni and it just flies. I mean, obviously it feels like years and years go by quicker and quicker. And I know my parents say that to me, but it's really worth appreciating the time when you're a student, you're not there to, to work and do a full-time job and you are allowed to have time off and enjoy it. And I've definitely fallen foul of this myself and worked too hard and then looked back and thought I could have worked less and done as well. And it comes on to the point which we'll go on to a bit later of kind of working smart and not working hard. And this isn't something you're going to pick up on the first week. It's a, it's a long term process. But that's another point. Um, but yeah, we, we wanted to just say kind of don't forget you're a student. Focus on the fact that you all your friends don't have to be medics. I mean, I know yep. that that's a situation that I've fallen into is that. Yep. I, I ended up living with all medics from second year. I mean, Ashford and I have actually lived together since uh, second year. And yeah. we lived with all medics ever since. And it's nice to have people that are there to support you, um, but it definitely closes off doors. And I've not got groups of non-medics. I've kind of got like individual non-medic friends, whereas I really, I'm almost not jealous as such, but I kind of really appreciate those medics that I know who have groups of non-medic friends and they're able to kind of have that separate group and I think if you've got that separate group it's easier to switch off and just to be almost like with your mates at home I think if you're surrounded yeah. by a lot of medics people on the same course it can be quite difficult um, unless it's people that you kind of live with and you're really close with to kind of switch off entirely and I think a lot of that comes from the societies and, and extracurricular um, activities that people get involved in so were you involved in any societies or clubs in in first year or I was, yeah. I was I was more involved, actually, with football when I was in first year than, than I am yeah. now. And it's something that I kind of regret. I wish I'd, I'd kept on going. And I think it's partially that I had a couple of kind of small injuries and stuff. But I, I also just, if you've got to put in the effort to kind of go to these societies. And it gets to kind of winter time and it's raining and stuff and then you don't want to go. Um, but I, there, there's loads of societies I really wish I'd joined. Um, and there's some that I joined and then didn't actually end up going to uh, for for very long. But it's worth I just look, kind of signing up and just going on to them more. I mean, I wish I joined unicycling from first year. Yeah. I wish I joined more kind of like specialty societies or even like completely extracurricular stuff. Like tried out sports that I'd never tried before. I don't know. Like I. I quite like playing squash just in the free in my free time, just kind of really, really amateur level, just with my mates from home. And I wish I'd joined that um, to a kind of a greater um, a greater level, and particular ping pong. Like I wish I joined table tennis society or something like that because they're, they're things that I enjoy playing to kind of like a, a really low level, and they're not sports that you can play a lot otherwise. And it'd be nice to meet people like that doing yeah, these things. Yeah. What about you, no, sports wise? Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think it's important to stress. But when we say like be a student, what we're meaning is is the extracurriculars, the socialising, um, also going. They they all they all come together in one. And I, I think it is difficult at some points because um, for us at, at Birmingham, you have the separate medical societies. The medical school isn't on campus itself, um, and you have your own sort of medic freshers events as well. 
Um, so it, it, yeah. you, it, you can get in a comfort zone, which I mean, I definitely was in, where you only stick to that medic aspect of it. And it does have its benefits as well. If you get involved with the societies, um, you get to know more medics, um, you get more involved with the course that you're doing. But then on the flip side, the trap that I fell into is you don't explore the other side. I mean, there's, there's a whole other uni. I think it's really nice having that community of medics there. And I think that's definitely something that Birmingham does really well in having MedSoc yeah. and having the MedSoc societies. And it's done really well. But then because it's done so well, it's kind of the, the other uni stuff where the societies are so much bigger. They're not so closely knit because the societies have kind of potentially hundreds of people when you go to join something like uni football and there's kind of these are people who are playing for kind of international kind of junior yeah, teams yeah, and yeah. stuff and it feels a bit daunting and so it's easier to join those medical societies and get um get stuck in there um but yeah it's definitely worth kind of exploring both options and keeping your options open in terms of that because i know people that have and it just you, you it's a nice balance to have because then you you meet more people through that. Whereas when you're, when you're hanging around with medics, you're going to meet more medics most of the time. Um, but, and if you've got those non-medic friends and you kind of, you expand and you meet new connections, either professionally or personally. And it's just a nice, nice thing. I think one of the points that I wanted to bring up as well of um, don't forget you're a student is that a lot of people kind of go, go out and all that stuff and like go out and drink loads. But I think what I didn't appreciate enough was kind of like sober, sober events because people seem to, people seem to think that they're designed for people who don't drink for like religious reasons or health reasons. Yeah. And they think that they're going to be really boring because that's what they're designed for. And there are definitely some which are better designed than others. But I really remember going to like a trampoline park. I think it'd be the day after actually a, a night out. So I kind of, oh, start, rush. yeah, I, rush yeah. Fun. yeah. And we, it was just a trampoline park and it was kind of, you just almost let loose a bit, but it was, um, that was good fun. Um, and it's those kind of, those kind of things, which is really, really good to do in Freshers Week, as well as meeting, uh, people through going on a night out. There's so many people that you can meet, people that drink and people that don't drink or whatever, um, at, at sober events. And if they're well yeah. done, then people kind of, all groups of people will turn up. I remember we turned up to that in second year. We were yeah, even yeah, freshers yeah. and we, we all turned up. But I remember having fights with those uh, little inflatable things on like a, on like a little pillar. Yeah, you get and, well uh, competitive with those. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, um, honestly. Yeah, no, I know 100%. And I think, only speaking on behalf of Birmingham, I'm sure it's the same for all the other unis as well. There's so many societies now. There's so many events you can go to. There's, there's such a, a large variety of events you can go to. Um, and it's something I regret not doing in first year. I don't know about you, but I think looking back now, I didn't feel feel like this at the time. But I think I was so worried about the actual work side of medicine. I, I'd neglected this from the start. So... That I didn't I didn't place yeah, as I much agree. importance on on the student aspect of it, which is why I, I, this is our first point. We wanted to make this the first point because it's it, it's the thing that's neglected the most, and so that's why I think it's so important just to remember this fact that mm. throughout throughout your five years you're going to have difficult moments. Of course, everyone does, but at the end of the day, you know you, you have to enjoy yourself. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it leads nicely on to our second point which is it's a marathon not a sprint you're there to like enjoy the journey i've i've spoken to registrars even when i've been at hospital going i did never appreciated as much being a registrar now that i'm a junior consultant and it's that you never realize kind of it sounds kind of cringy but you never realize the, the 
the moment is there until it's gone and it's worth kind of really living in the moment and people often get caught up with are oh, the exams in three months time and I know I do like I I think I've realized more and more going through med school these are all mistakes that I've made to yeah. I say mistakes but they're just learning points but they're mistakes yeah, I that I've so. definitely made throughout med school and I think I've probably made more than most people in terms of overworking myself and so yeah I know there'll be listeners of people who kind of know both of us and I, they know that we're both quite hard working but that's almost the point I wanted to bring up it's a um it's a marathon not a sprint like live in at least the kind of the year you're living in it's not a race to finish med school it's no, not a race not, to no. finish the year you'll all hopefully graduate at the same time so kind of appreciate that you're there appreciate everything um that's around you and appreciate the kind of the opportunity that you've got you've got a great opportunity both preclin and clinical to do so yeah. many different things and i think the degree that you're doing opens so many doors uh, yeah. particularly in terms of i know yourself being interested to a certain degree in entrepreneurship yeah no absolutely and and i think the first two years from our perspective anyway or the preclinical years they don't content wise have much bearing on when you're finally a doctor so i think it's so important in those first two years to really like find your feet live in the moment and of course i think some things you have to make a mistake i think that's the the only way you're going to learn that's the way you've learned that's the way i've learned isn't it making those mistakes um what we're trying to say here is that you got an example um, of what (laughs) of that kind of living in the moment well, I mean, what I can say is that, like, I, I was quite intense in first year and like I wanted to hit the ground running, like, immediately because I was always on the field, like, oh, if I get stuck, if I'm stuck, like, if I'm far behind, I won't be able to catch up. Um, so you, you end up being focused on something like, let's say, the exams, which were in January from September onwards. So, I mean, I was in that mindset, like, right from the start where I shouldn't have, I should have been in the mindset of, okay, it's a new course. Um, it's something that, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying. Um, I have a new opportunity to um, meet other people. Um, I've got new learning experiences. I'm in a completely new environment. L- let's enjoy this. Let's take it each day as it comes. But I didn't. You know, I was, I was more focused on working towards something which, looking back on it, is, you know, it, it's quite small in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, and I, I think it's a I think it's a point that people kind of continue to develop and by the end of med school you realise I wish I'd spent more time kind of doing fun things and kind of uh, going out or seeing the city where I live um, rather than kind of working. And there's, there's a mindset of kind of being being a medic, being um, in that kind of high-achieving group that you feel as though you don't want to be the person who's not doing so well. Um, I think with at least a, a large amount of medics and... So because of that, you, you kind of do want to hit the ground running and the yeah. other things have been neglected. And I am really envious of the people that manage to balance it so well because they, they do exist. And I've kind yeah, of met yeah, people like it 100%. and seem to manage kind of going, going out and exploring the city they live in and kind of going off on adventures and also kind of achieving all their work. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, like, look, everyone's different, aren't they? Like, it, it takes everyone a different amount of time. To, at the end of the day, you're going from school to university, which is which is big in itself. Do you know what I mean? It's a massive, massive change. And um, some people settle in very quickly. Some people it takes a couple of months. Some people it takes a year. I think for me personally, it took, I think, first year. I think second year is when I properly felt comfortable. Yeah, I think I think that the 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 thing that settled me in quite was well was I went to a sixth form 
at college. I didn't carry on from school. And right. it was kind of, you turn up for your lessons and then you, you're you free the rest of your time. If you want to do extra learning, if you want to re- do revision in, in like those free periods, you can go home or you can do it at the library. You don't have to hang around. And I think that having that for two years kind of prepared me quite well for university and prepared me at least partially for having that level of independence. And I'll be honest, I really enjoyed that because you've got the... You've got kind of all the rights of being an adult when you're kind of like 16 to 18 and I was a sick form, but you haven't got the responsibility of kind of having to sort your council tax and having to sort all these other things which come with being a proper adult. And so I kind of, if anything, I kind of miss college a bit because you can kind of go home and um, do all of that stuff. But definitely it's something that people adapt to differently. Some people who have kind of grown up being more independent and often people who have gone to say international schools or whatever where they've maybe been away from the family often seem to uh, what I've noticed is just hit the ground running and seems so adept in being at university because they're so used to being away from home but do not feel worried if if that's not the case for you because um you um you will adapt and it takes people a different amount of time people always get homesick like it hits people at a different point in time oh, 100%. it might hit, so might hit people in the first year it might hit some people kind of second or third year and go, God, I miss being at home, I miss being younger. And it might hit some people instantly and kind of an hour after their parents have dropped them off at halls, go, God, I really miss home. And some people stay at home uh, while they're at university and don't don't have that kind of, don't have that experience, but it's not to say that their, their uni experience is is any less it's just different because i know there's a, a large amount of people who will stay at home and i know a lot of people who actually live at home um and you, you just have different i mean I, I don't comment on so much but i you encounter kind of different problems don't you um yeah in terms of i don't want to say problems it doesn't sound right but you you have different things which you notice which i'm not gonna be able to comment on yeah yeah, yeah. no fair enough and, and i just want to touch a point uh, touch upon um when we say it's not a sprint, the importance of taking care of yourself as well um, in the fact that it's Definitely. so so easy to get burnt out. Um, and like, in especially in first year, you know, I think the first thing they tell you is, oh, you can't learn everything. Um, and I'm just and like, you think yeah, you can. You yeah. think you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah oh, right. <laughs> they don't they don't know how hard I work. <laughs> I was just like, I took it as a challenge, which is really sad. But um, I was just, I was just like, I can learn everything, and I think up t- up till like about December, you can. I mean, I did. I, I managed to learn uh, most things, um, but then it caught up to me in after sort of the new year, when you felt a bit burnt out, and you're just like, oh, I mean, this really isn't, this isn't fun anymore, and like, what's the point of this? So, I think it's also important. We we're quite lucky. The fact I don't know how much you how much contact you had with your personal tutor but mine was really really good with me um and i told them about like how i was feeling that i was stressed and she actually went to birmingham so she could relate to to how you know what we were doing and she was like oh yeah you know i have time to play hockey i have time to do this i have time to do that and i was just thinking like surely i'm doing something wrong here because i don't have time to do anything um so that's another thing you know take care of yourself um and that comes with speaking to to mentors and speaking to I mean, your fellow med students, because everyone's going through the same thing as you are. And I think that people, what people say, I think with with med school can be very different to, to how they are. 
um and yeah. i've definitely done it and it's kind of you want to you kind of yeah i mean you you kind of egg me on but um is the you want to fit into kind of the groove and go oh i'm not doing i'm not doing too much work in reality there's a lot of people there stressing and by and large people will be in the same same boat and they're doing a lot of work and they're not talking up about it and i think it's a really yeah, important point just while we're here just to kind of voice that you've always got people you can talk to whether that be family friends personal tutor 100%. a counselor a therapist there's there's always someone that you can talk to about these these problems and and if there isn't um that it's worth trying to reach out to people and if you don't if you don't feel uh, comfortable with that there are people such as the Samaritans and I know that Birmingham has Nightline which is a student support line and yep. um, what we can do actually is put those numbers in the description for people who are, are suffering with problems and want to reach out to those numbers but yeah, I don't want to I, I don't want to I don't want to dwell on that for, for too long but I do want to kind of say that it's yeah, really important yeah I think it's important mental, mental, mental health is just as important as physical health and I know that particularly coming up to covid before covid was all announced i was starting to drain out and i was kind of feeling really mentally tired and if anything for myself covid was a bit of a blessing in disguise to take that time off and to think yeah i need to kind of reevaluate the way in which i learn and the way in which i i do things and that did that didn't hit me in first year that hit me in third year of med school and it takes people a different amount of time so then i mean that that also leads us on to our third point then which is learn your style of learning so if I ask we've got you, some disagreements here we've got some disagreements yeah. here okay when, so we're let, having, let, when we're having a talk so, about what we wanted to do for our for our first um kind of episode which wasn't a kind of an introduction to ourselves we we touched upon kind of like lectures and style of learning and I'm of the opinion that when you're in first year it's worth going to every single lecture and that you should be going to every single lecture because that's how I learn best I go to lectures and I sit there and I will write down on slides and I will sit every lecture because I, I really don't like doing online lectures because I feel I find it so much harder to concentrate. I'd rather sit in a lecture theatre and go through absolutely everything. And I, I, my viewpoint was, especially in first year, you get such good value for money anyway doing medicine because you have like 10 times the contact hours of some subjects that you might as well sit there and get your money's worth. Do you think, do you think everyone, everyone should go to lectures? Yeah, man, I... <laughs> I think that lectures are really important. I think that, like we said, with style of learning, that people learn differently in lectures. But I think it's really important, kind of out of like, respect to the lecturer, that they give up their time to lecture in front of you all. And they are experts in their field. People don't appreciate it. These people are experts in their field and are often yeah. consulted across either the country or the world on a specific lecture that they may be giving to you. And I think it's you're doing them with respect by turning up to lectures. Um, and... Yeah, I think everyone should turn up, but everyone learns differently in a lecture. I used to like writing on slides. Some people just sit there and listen. Some people type. But I think right, the, okay, the yeah. I think I think the, the viewpoint that you take is different. Um, is in it's like there's there's overlap, isn't there? But, so yeah, I mean, my point is, I think in first semester, I think there's a lot of benefit to going to them. The fact that your your whole cohort's there, so the people you don't know, you can sit next to people in lectures, you get to know them a lot better. Second of all, I think it. It is a big thing that these guys have, you know, given up their time and it's it's showing a sign of respect to them uh, to turn up to these lectures. My point was that in second semester, especially when things start to get a bit, you know, 
start to get a bit busy, you have a lot of workload. Personally, I felt as if managing my time through online lectures was a lot better. I got to work on my own schedule. Um, you know, if I was behind, there's no real point going to a lecture if I'm already behind. So I would watch it. I could watch it in my on sort of the speed that I want to. On Panopto, you can speed it up to times two or you could even slow it down. So that way I felt I was utilizing my time a lot better. So that's where I was coming from. Mm -hmm. And I, I did that in second year. And so if first year I went to all lectures, second year, first semester, I also went to all lectures. Um, and second year, second semester is when I actually, it's not like I stopped going to them, but I started picking and choosing which ones I was going to. And from there, I, I found I was utilizing my time a lot better. Yeah, I, I don't know. I still feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe it's a FOMO thing in that I went to lectures because maybe you could also see, I don't know, fear of missing out <laughs> going to lecture, but <laughs> it's probably not the right way to put it, is it? But you go to lectures and you see your mates as well, because if you don't live with your mates, often you spend a lot of time kind of in your house and stuff, and it's nice to go out and you see your mates like that, you see them at lectures and you go for a coffee afterwards or something. And I don't know, I just, I always thought that it was better to go and sit in lectures. I quite used to like going to uni. I'm like, I want to go to uni. I'd rather, like we spoke about in our last episode, it's nice to have a place where you work and it's nice to have a place where you chill. And I think if I was doing the lectures online, I'd end up sitting at home and then I'm yeah. obviously living in that place. And especially when I was younger, it was more difficult to separate that work and life. And then that would bring me down. And then I kind of wouldn't want to work because I wouldn't want to work where I'm sleeping and where I'm eating and stuff. And it's then nice to kind of to go out and I'm like if I'm at med school and I'm doing the online lectures I might as well be in the lecture I also think though it's not uncommon especially in first and second year at Birmingham especially where you would go in for 9am and you would finish at 6pm and then so, and then and then at Birmingham if you because you have to do BLS so it's basic life support and learn about CPR and about putting people in the recovery position for four weeks you're then for four four nights at the minimum you're then doing until half nine possibly 10 o'clock and so you're doing 12 or 13 hour days uh for at least four days and it's draining on a monday to be doing that yeah so yeah exactly so uh yeah you're making a point for me so yeah, uh, what yeah i was yeah. saying yeah yeah <laughs> no, i was just saying that it's, it's difficult to to go to every single lecture and like concentrate fully so in that perspective from that perspective i think it is useful to sort of pick and choose what you go to um, by no means am I saying don't go like I did go to the majority of the lectures um, and but also some people you know they lectures they take notes in different ways like like we know people who just sit there and just don't do anything but they take everything in um, I used to take notes on my laptop I what did you used to annotate I used to always print off the slides and write on the slides and then I'd go away afterwards and write up the lecture in my own words, and I always found that writing for me was better than typing. More would go in because I'm kind of. Apparently, it's it's a kind of a proven point that if you if you're writing, more goes into your head on average. Um, and I wasn't kind of following that. I just used to find that I preferred writing and typing, and I'm quicker at writing than I am at typing. And I used to like to be able to draw as well. So if I had to draw diagrams, I can't do that on my computer. I know some people bring yeah. tablets and stuff, but. Um, I used you, to like... Have you learned the, the, the way that you learned the style of learning that you had in first year? Have you still got the same style of learning now? Uh, I, I don't know. I think I've had to adapt it. I don't think I've got... 
I mean, because lectures when you're in older years are kind of often mainly online anyway, I know particularly at the moment, so I can't really just print off the slides and do it. I think also at Birmingham when we were pre-clean we had uh, free printing, which everyone used to absolutely rinse and kind of print off absolutely everything and it's really yeah, bad for yeah. the environment. <laughs> then, then it got uh, then it got cancelled, so you all had to kind of adapt. But I think now if I kind of had an unlimited amount of money, what I'd do is buy a tablet and annotate the slides there and then write it up afterwards so write up the um because i think I, that's how i like learning and it's basically doing the same as what i did before uh but you're doing it on a tablet i don't really like typing and i'd rather write yeah, at least even enough. on a tablet or something um but yeah i remember that you your point that you brought up was that don't compare learning styles and kind of collaborate on learning styles i wondered if yeah. you wanted to kind of explain what you meant by that yeah so i mean this is sort of point number four isn't it that um it's it's not a competition you have to work together with with your you know with everyone doing medicine with all the medical students because there are times where it will become difficult and there's no one better to understand than your fellow medical students because everyone's in the same boat and like we said before some people settle in faster so some people might have figured it out in terms of how to learn what to learn do you know what i always remember they used to say at the start um, just pick two or three points from each lecture. That's all you need to know. And you just sort of, I, just, I just sort of sat there and I was just like, surely not. Like, You're like which two or three points? Yeah, it's, that it's, it's a thing. lecture with like, ten which points, two which points. two or three points? And yeah. you learn, but you learn, it's experience, isn't it? You learn which two or three points are going to be important from the lecture. Like looking back now, if I looked at first year lectures, I could go, ah, oh, those two or three points are important. And learning about like really, really tiny things uh, are probably not so important. Um, so you know what we're saying you learn as you go along. So yeah. what's, 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 what advice would you give to your first year? I don't know. It's kind of you learn how you learn as you go along. It's really, I, I quite like the medical education aspect. And I know both of us tutoring. It's quite interesting kind of people going, well, how do you think you learn best? And it's very interesting how not everyone learns best in the same way. And everyone thinks, or at least thinks they don't learn best in the same way. Everyone thinks that they learn best in different ways. Maybe people actually do learn best in the same way. The advice I'd give is to not get kind of stuck in your ways too early. And if you feel that something isn't working for you, try a different way, maybe just for a lecture or just for a day or something and see how it goes. So maybe one day try typing. And if that doesn't work, try printing off your lecture slides or annotating your lecture slides or something like that. And if that doesn't work, try sitting and listening. Maybe not for kind of weeks and weeks at a time each because you, you might not. But I think it's worth at least considering because I know I did. At first I brought my laptop in and I tried typing and I'm like, I'm really not getting on with this. And then certain lectures I would I would sit there and listen and I just felt like, Everything was like rushing by and I'm like, oh, the lecture is adding stuff on top of the slides. I want to write this down. And then I got into my style of what worked best for me. And it really is, um, really is important. I know we've spoken a lot about kind of learning and stuff like this, but people kind of have their, you realise people have their own kind of like weird rituals that they like to do when they're learning. Like I'd always print off the slides and yeah, bring yeah. off in a certain way and annotate them. I know, like, I don't know, it's the same even for exams. Like, I'm just thinking like, you don't you like before any like an exam i'd always prepare in like a certain way and i, I feel like it's similar and i know you would as well but we will go into that and your weird exam preparations in another episode leave, leave right, the right. uh, leave the leave the listeners wanting more yeah yeah it's no it's not I've, it's not dodgy it's just your uh you've got strange strange methods haven't you i don't know it's str uh, strange this is different mm. 
Uh, but yeah, I've, I've learned a different, I've done a different thing each year. First year I used to write everything down from the lectures. Second year I used to do mind maps and fourth year I used online flashcards. But just going back to the competitiveness, competitiveness point, no one really cares what A-levels you got. You're all going to be a doctor at the end of it. It's different from all like economics or the other degrees whereby you're actually competing with other people to for a job. Whereas here, it, it's something that a lot of people don't realise, like you all become a doctor at the end. So... It's the same as unis. Like if you go to Cambridge or you go to Birmingham or you go to wherever, if you go to one of the new med schools, so I know, I think it's Edge Hill, it's a new med school sitting up, Aston. I mean, they've, they've all got their own reputations, but at the end of the day, you're still going to be a doctor. You're not going to be less of a doctor depending on which uni you go to, even though people will kind of go, oh, there's a reputation of that uni and kind of people do joke about it and there's like friendly rivalry and stuff, but you'll still be a doctor at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah, and I don't, I don't know what about you when you're in, back in college, but in school you'd have those few people who would be quite secretive about, you know, the, like the resources they have because they're trying to top the class and whatnot. And I was pleasantly surprised that, like, I have not found that to be the case in medicine. Maybe, maybe it is in some places, I don't know. But I feel like everyone's quite collaborative. Everyone's welcome to share resources. Everyone's very helpful. Yeah. And that is a big thing. Like, it's a big help. If I didn't have help from older years people in in our year like i would do a lot worse do you know yeah I mean? and I, th- I think that we've often spent a lot of time and we've done certain um we've kind of revised together and stuff and but i feel like it's collaborative and that's an important thing it can't just be a, a one-way thing i mean i know there are people who kind of struggle generally more at medical school and i'm not kind of talking about the situation between the two of us but i'm, I'm saying that um there are people that struggle more at med school, but it's it's kind of it's got to be it's collaborative. It's not one person teaching the other person. I think that it's that that is useful in points, but it can't just be all give from one person the whole time, because it's important that you're you're kind of both building. Because I'm sure there are topics that the other person doesn't understand, even if there's maybe a smaller topic or you don't think it's as much. But there's always something that you can kind of give to that other person to help them learning. Going ah. Oh, you taught me this, like, I'll test you on this. And it's great. It's good to just have that collaboration. Like, even when you come to do clinical years and you're, like, learning how to do exams and stuff. And I think that that's, that's really important. And the point that we we were talking about, uh, about the email that we had earlier, was actually kind of related to this competition about working. And I know that Ashwin's got the, um, the point in front of him, and I'll just let him read it out. Yeah, so we got in a message from someone who'd like to remain anonymous. And essentially what they were saying was that in first year, they don't think they ever came home before 9pm every day and they were just doing work upon work and they didn't do as well as they'd hoped. And they were so disheartened because they put so much effort to the exams, to the work, and you know they didn't do as well. So what they said essentially was that in Birmingham, there's 350 medical students in the year. And what you have to learn is you go from comparing yourself Well, this particular person said he was comparing himself um, to essentially was trying to top med school because you go from comparing yourself to not that many smart people to the smartest in their words, essentially. So you've got to remember that, you know, without sounding sort of arrogant, I don't know if that's the word, but medical students are high achievers, aren't they? So it, it, you know, it, it, you very well might go from being top of the class or to like middle of the road. But once again, no one cares. Like there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. 
because at the end of the day you're just trying to go from one year to the next to to pass your five or six years to end up becoming a doctor and that's what you know this story is quite useful in telling us that yeah i i completely agree and it's you i think that what i've realized is through med school you learn more about yourself in kind of growing up that it teaches you a lot of kind of non non-technical skills so not just learning how to put tubes in people's arms or whatever or um how to kind of recognize a particular condition but to kind of grow up and to think and to become a proper adult and i think yeah and how, how you learn best and it's 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 a lot more holistic than people think going into it i definitely thought i'm going to learn how to kind of recognize conditions i'm going to learn how to do this procedure or do that and i'll be yeah. a doctor and i think what i've learned more about myself is that i've learned how to do a lot of those other things and kind of learn how i learn best and just kind of learn to grow up yeah yeah 100 percent. and i think that's what first year is good for isn't it it's good for learning about yourself learning how to learn it's really it's really good and myself i'm i'm very jealous um knowing people going into going into first year of uni not even medics like yeah i've got my own brother going into the first year of university i, I mean I, I won't mention where or what but he, he's going to first year of university and i'm just i'm really jealous like first year's such a good time and mm. you're meeting new people you're doing a entirely new course you've got great opportunities no matter what course you do in particular in, in medicine you've got great opportunities and it's just a great time like having that freedom and I'm, I'm kind of beaming as I say it because I I really miss kind of living in halls and it's kind of like a it's like a proper little adventure you've got your own flat and you've got your own room for the first time kind of living you're on your growing own. up without the responsibilities yeah kind of <laughs> and it's, it's kind of great just all going along and kind of all mucking in and learning together as you as you kind of grow up and I remember feeling drained at points but you get through it and you get to the end of first year and you think wow like how different I am to start first year yeah. and I think the point to bring up is I don't know if you felt this way as well at the end of first year you look back and you said and you think geez I actually learned quite a bit <laughs> like at the start yeah. of the year I was just I didn't really know much and at the end you're like whoa Quite I don't know I, th- I think that's I think that's what I've realized after like four years because I look back and I'm like I forget not forgotten all, loads of stuff from first year but then I look and I go on the wards and I kind of think about it and you you learn a lot and like the stuff that goes into your head as you as you go along you'll 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 remember a lot of it and you're on the wards and you're doing stuff and you think oh I thought I'd forgotten that and kind of you you forget how much you're learning just as you go along and that shouldn't be underestimated no absolutely right should we move on to the final point then so number five, yeah, which is it's about the very beginning of very beginning of first year, and this is the point that that I made. I mean, it's probably more to my my parents' uh, detriment as they they're the ones who kind of bought it. But it's buying loads of books and like flashcards before you start. So Don't what did you buy? It. Oh, what didn't I buy, mate? Um, <laughs> I <laughs> too much. Like, I bought Grey's Anatomy because I was like, oh, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, it's a classic medical textbook um, for anatomy. I bought Grey's Anatomy and I bought Grey's flashcards, which I would really recommend, actually, um, for myself. And I bought Junky Errors, which is like a histology textbook. Nice, and, nice. Um, yeah, I might, you do histology in first and a bit in second year. Take yeah. it out from the library. Do not spend 40, 50 quid on a book. I mean, I think that I had like an Amazon voucher for and the other ones I kind of put Amazon vouchers towards that I had. But... 
like once no, there's, again there's, there's no there's, real there's like, point there's like three books for each thing like there's three yeah. anatomy books there's three yeah. histology books do not buy the first one you see or the one that you recognize the name of like it's worth having a look in like multiple ones and then even so just renting it from the library on like a a permanent kind of like rent uh, that just kind of like goes over and you just borrow it for like two years and then you have to give it back because it's not worth buying it because you see people like selling getting to the end of medical like selling their books and they're, they're there with like two three hundred quid's worth of books you're like you never need to buy this in the first place and people will continue to make this mistake that's like that's why all the secondhand books exist but we're just trying to warn people like don't need to spend the money it's better spent on like decorating your room when you get to halls or, yeah, yeah. or on like stuff when you go out like going out for food with your mates when you're in in freshers or buying a takeaway or whatever you can just rent books like and i think the big thing is is if you do want to buy a textbook because i mean some people do like like learning from textbooks Old years will usually sell them, but there really is no need to, to go to uni buying a textbook because, you first of all, you don't know what you're learning. Second of all, it's so overpriced. Like, I don't know how much you paid for the textbook. So, I, I don't know. It must be like upwards of 30 quid a textbook. Or, um, um, it w- Yeah, I mean, I think like it's like 40 quid for... Yeah, it's too much. Grays, and then it's like 20 quid for the flashcards. I mean, there's certain things I would recommend, and that's for me, but I think like particularly flashcards is great and i was talking about like learning it's proven and a lot of people that kind of we've listened to um have have gone on about like quizzing yourself and that's why like flashcards are great because you can quiz yourself afterwards um but yeah do not buy the I, would, I would say see. probably best thing to do is ask old ears what they did I, I always thought that was quite useful and, and a lot of the time I, I don't um a lot of these resources are online so there kind of is no need like if if you do just want the resource it's online there's no need to buy the physical copy and all years will tell you what to buy and what not to buy so if, if you buy a book beforehand and there's suddenly no need for it you've just wasted like 40 quid on something which you know you could have spent elsewhere yeah i'm just looking at my bookshelf as you can see and i, I bought an anatomy coloring book i know other people that bought it you're like you know not got the time to color everything in like i don't know it's a strange thing yeah. you know what i got it because i thought oh this would be really useful and it's like I think I've touched it like once, like the day I got it or whatever. And then Did you buy a stethoscope? Um, before I came to uni. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get it engraved though. I know people that got it got it engraved. And... I lost mine within like a couple of years and I had to buy one off Gumtree. Yeah. Buy a replacement. I think it's quite like a common graduation present, isn't it? That people get get it engraved then saying doctor. And then Yeah. You realise it's, it's though, a present in... for first year though. No. No, I mean some people do. Some people get it before med school and they kind of get engraved and stuff and like i know people that got his gift i got one because i like i i was told we needed one for first year and then yeah same. i think i ended up using it for like three months but um medical normally advise you to get one but there will be spares and stuff and they're quite expensive they're like 50 no they 50, are 60 quid yeah yeah 100 i think mm. i spent like 60 60 quid on it and then i lost it and i was just like i'm not paying 60 quid for another one so i went on gumtree <laughs> and i was just like yeah, I remember. what's the cheapest stethoscope so i managed to get one for like 15 quid yeah. Speaking of yeah, speaking of buying stuff, we used to always do that with like the house. Save your money and buy like buy TVs and stuff like off Gumtree. Do not buy new TVs because um, a little adventure. We uh, we flipped a telly. We bought um, we bought a telly for like forty five quid, and then <laughs> the other boys realised they wanted a bigger one, 
So we sold on the telly for like 65 quid and then bought another bigger telly for like 60 quid. We made a profit and we got a bigger telly. Doing the wrong degree, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Right, so that's the five points we wanted to cover. So if I just recap them very quickly. Number one is don't forget you're a student. Number two, it's a journey. So it's it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Number three, it's important to learn your style of learning. Number four, make sure you collaborate with other medical students and work together. It's not a competition. And number five, don't really buy anything before you get to uni. You'll figure out, you figure that out once you get there. So I mean, yeah, you need like toasters and pots and pans and stuff. But yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. It's like don't not buy like anything. I Mate, mean, honestly, like, textbooks. Arrange with your housemates to buy a kettle and. Uh, I I I ended up boiling water on the hob for a week because none of us bought a kettle. We had like three Jeez, toasters and no kettles. I know, honestly, I'm there like boiling water for a cup of tea on the hob for about ten minutes because the uh, the hobs are a bit rubbish. If, if I was to ask you now, if I was to ask mm-hmm. you now to summarise your first year experience, what you would have done differently and your top tip for new medical students now, what would you say? So um, my first year experience beyond joining um, more societies, I think it was full on, but because of that, it was really exciting. You're doing stuff that you've never done before. And I'm as Ashwin can attest to, I'm kind of sitting here smiling, just thinking about first year. Um, and it's an adventure. Like, it's what you make of it. You're on a little adventure, even if you're not kind of walking off in the countryside. But it's you will find your way uh, to sound really cringy. Um, and you're, you're there and you, you work it out with your mates. And going forward and you kind of... You end up sort of like housing situations, and like go to weird parts of town and like exploring yeah. the city. Like we're talking about learning what you need to learn, but like yeah, there's places in like certain cities where you like you learn that you should like go to more and um, or go to less. Pla- <laughs> yeah, you said that, not me. Um, and yeah, it's just you learn so yeah, you learn a lot. And um, that sounds like a real politician's answer, but um, you won't realise the kind of the full scale of it till you get there. And it's great fun. You'll be nervous. Like everyone's nervous to a certain degree, but just embrace that. Everyone's in the same boat as you. Go up to people and say hello, like first day. Be really weird because I probably I know I was that guy going, "Oh hi, I'm Tom," and like going up to people and, like the first day. And some people are like, "Well, who's this guy?" Like coming up to me, and it's just, don't know. You're all in the same boat. Like everyone's embarrassed. Like just roll with it yeah yeah what about you what would what would your bit of advice be and how would you sum up your first year because thinking about it we didn't really know each other in first year and we only kind of really met at the end of first year no I, i mean for me i think first year was i focused so much on the academic side i didn't really enjoy the other side of uh of um being a student so my biggest piece of advice would be that when people say it's difficult, it is diff- it, there are some parts where it is hard, but everyone gets through it. And you'll hear a lot of people say that everyone gets through it at the end. And it's true. Everyone does get by at the end. So what you need to remember is to take time out for yourself, take time out for other people, um, knuckle down and work hard, of course, when the time comes. But overall, just just enjoy it. I think, I think that's the main thing I can say. Just, just enjoy first year because it's a year that you you don't get back and I look back and I think 
oh wow i should have i should have enjoyed it a lot more than i did <sighs> yeah and and my final point is um appreciate home comforts like you do when you go home you appreciate like <laughs> having having the central heating on and stuff like that and like the good food and stuff like that you're oh, looking man. at me being like shaking your head what no i just remember a story where there was a we had to go and get our laundry done at a separate place and so you go and put your clothes in and you come back after about an hour and a half and so i put my clothes in and after about an, i came after about an hour and 45 and my clothes just weren't there. So, <laughs> so someone just nicked all my clothes. And I I'm known for like going into uni and just I I only wear trackies. I don't wear I don't wear anything else. And so that day I, I walked in and I was wearing like jeans and everyone was like, Are you are you alright? And I was just like, Yeah, I just don't have any clothes. He's so dressed to impress. Yeah, I'm wearing wearing jeans. Oh, um, so that was another thing. So yeah, keep an eye on your laundry is 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 another big tip. Mate, honestly, I had the opposite problem. I I went and I did the laundry, and then like the whole thing filled up with water, and then it wouldn't empty. So it was like it was full of water for like five hours, and I had to keep going back and like checking on it, and it was like spinning around completely full of water, <laughs> and they had to get it someone did. along to like drain it. It was just there for like a day. Yeah. So. Once again, thanks for listening. If you could uh, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, that'd be really appreciated. And follow us on Spotify as well, if that's where you get your podcasts from. Um, if you want to send us any questions, feel free to email us at stories.medtime at gmail.com. Alternatively, if you don't want to contact us over email, uh, send us a message on Twitter at Medtime Stories or send us uh, an Instagram DM at Medtime Stories Podcast. Both on Twitter and on Instagram, we're going to be getting more active and we will be posting content, both behind the scenes stuff. And hopefully you've seen on our Instagram that we've got short snippets from episode one. Uh, Once again, thanks for listening and we'll speak again soon.